Last week, we talked about persecution, which I'd never talked about before, literally never have talked about persecution. Um, so we're going to go a little, little easier on you this week. But it, but it does, you know, the end of all things is near. That, that's kind of a, you know, that's an intense verse, isn't it? It's like, uh-oh, what's going, what's going on here? Um, and so uh, I, I won't, part of this was to tie in to the urgency because we've been talking about Jesus. Jesus has been instructing his disciples on the last things, right? He's like, okay, before he goes to the cross, I want to make sure you guys know this stuff. And so, you know, we, we, he talked about love one another. He's talked about, like, after they, after they crucify me, they're coming after you. Isn't that nice? It's a, it's a good feeling. Uh, and and, and uh, isn't it great that that was 2,000 years ago and every, everybody loves Christians and everything they have to say? Okay, not, right. And so, uh, but, I, and I, but I really felt both a, a kind of a pastoral warning to us because we do live in an age where, where the, they, you know, the, the system of this world wants to remove God from everything. Uh, I, and I don't have time to digress, but I would. Uh, so just to know that when we stand and say uh, Jesus or the Lord, you, know, you can say God. God's, God's still, he's, he might be okay. But if you, when you say Jesus, Christ my Lord, <laughs> it's like, oh, now, now we're really talking. Or, or the Lord God. Uh, like they do in the Old Testament, then it's it's not the generic God of a person's mind, and so uh, it's very important that that Jesus warned us. He warned his disciples, but he also warns us that we're living in a world that is hostile to uh, the good news, which is kind of crazy, isn't it? That it's like here we've got this great grace and good news for everybody, but when when we present it, it we have to first tell them why they need it, and why they need it is because. They were born uh, into a sin, and they actually sinned at least once. And we get the chance to love covers over a multitude of sins. Jesus died to cover over a multitude of sins. That's awesome. Um, but first we have to, and we're going to look at it uh, real briefly today, what, what, what Jesus explains about this. But then one of the most important lessons, and we only have, uh, again, a couple of minutes, and I was, I was glad that our, our sacred reading went long because it... it I wanted, this is my dream. My dream is Jesus' dream. And that is that all of us would allow the Holy Spirit to infuse us in such a way that we would become the ministers of the gospel. And when you guys speak the very words of God, which the Holy Spirit has highlighted through scriptures like that to one another, boom, we're on the right path. Because one of the, one of the strategies of the enemy is to try to create, uh, you know, a, a condition in the church where, where, you know, just holy men and women are doing all the work, right? Like me. Right now, this minute. No, actually, I'm not. I'm filled with the Spirit sharing what, what's in my heart. But what's happened for the last, you know, 17, 1800 years is that we've set the spiritual community up in such a way that just a few people would be, you know, the, the, the voice of God. It's like, oh, pastor, you're the voice of God. But Jesus told the disciples, listen, I'm going and I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to all of you so that you can all be the voice of God in the earth. And uh, unfortunately, at a certain point, uh, the, the, we, um, the church was hijacked in such a way 
that we got holy men and holy places doing holy things, and that was how we were going to do it. And the, the first three centuries of the gospel were completely different than that. The Holy Spirit infused everyone, and they went about doing good and, and defeating the works of the enemy wherever they went. Um, that's you guys. And so you guys did that this morning. You defeated the enemy by speaking the very words of life. And when you spoke those things, it destroyed the works of the enemy in us. I was very encouraged this morning. So that's what we're doing. So Jesus says the same thing. Aren't you glad Jesus is saying the same thing I am? Okay. <laughs> How about I'm saying the very things that Jesus said? Because one of the last lessons he, he comes to is, is he says this, and he's been talking about the Holy Spirit, but we're going to expand on that very shortly. Here's what he says. Uh, in John chapter 16, verse 7, uh, and I, if I had time to develop it, I would, but I don't. Um, he talks more about the persecution that was going to happen in the first verses. But then he says, but very truly, I tell you, it's good for you to, for, it's good for you that I am going away. And they're thinking, no, it's not good for us that I'm going away because we love having Jesus around. Everybody like having Jesus around? We all love, you know, and it was great because Jesus did lots of miracles and just following him around, watching him work, that was awesome. <laughs> and, 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 we, and we've kind of done the same thing with, with, you know, quote, ministers of the gospel. Now, there is a role that I play as a pastor, and I understand all that. But this role that I, that I play, I also got by the Holy Spirit. It's like the Holy Spirit said, hey, go serve a bunch of people. And then I did. And then he says, let me open some more doors so you can serve other people and help other people learn to serve. And, and I did. And then all of a sudden, you know, I was like the last guy on the bus. Like, oh, I forgot to get off with everybody else and watch everybody else, you know. So don't do that. So you guys, you know, you know, this spiritual community is big enough to change the entire world right now. And we are changing the entire world. And we, when we prayed this morning, when we, when we spoke the very words of God, uh, we, we were part of changing the world. But that's what Jesus is saying. Oh, okay, so he says, it's good for me to go away. Um, someday I'm going to say that to you guys. Uh, you know, no, I know. Everybody's like, don't, don't bail. You know, I'm, I'm in my 60s now. What? You're going, what? You look so young. I know. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I know. And, you, and you're a vibrant guy and a guy. That's true. But, you know, some, someday I, I won't be here and you're like, what are we going to do? You know, it's just going to be like a picture of me. And you guys all come and broke a lead worship and you go. <laughs> but that's what Jesus is saying. He's like, guys, it's good for me to go away because, and you've seen it. Remember during coronavirus, like a third of our church moved out, I mean, literally moved out of town, and, and like our worship, our worship team disappeared. What happens when that happens is, is that it starts making more room for people to be, use their gifts and that they never knew that they had to before, but there's a hole there, so somebody should do something. Uh, and so... Jesus was saying, listen, it's good for me to go away because now you're going to get a chance to do what I've asked you to do. Okay. He says it's good because unless I go away, the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So Jesus, he's, he's wanting to infuse every believer with the Holy Spirit so that they can do exactly what he did. You're like, uh-oh, does this make me responsible if I hear this this morning? Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> Here we go. 
Um, when he comes, he will, prove, he will prove the world to be wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because people do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I am going to my Father where you can see me no longer. And about judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. Now, if I was going to leave today, that wouldn't be a very comforting message, would it? If I it was like, oh, I forgot to tell you guys, I resigned on Friday. This is my last Sunday. You're like, oh, no, don't do that to me. Um, but that's what Jesus is doing. He's literally telling them, listen, in a couple of days, you know, this is Thursday. We're having this conversation. In a couple of days, I'm going to go. And that should be comforting because I'm going to get, you know, I don't know who your favorite preacher is, but I'm going to get him to come and be the, the next guy. Now, I'm not going to do that, but... What he's saying is, listen, I'm going to give you me in a different form, so to speak, so that you can become what I've called you to be. And so it doesn't seem comforting, but he wants us to learn to rely on the Holy Spirit. That's kind of point one. Point two, you guys ready? Um, he says, I can't do this if I don't go away. And, and so he says, I will send him to you. And we talked about this morning, Brooke talked about not being abandoned. Because they were thinking, Jesus, if you leave, I'm abandoned. But he says, no, 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 I'm not going to abandon you. I'm going to give you him, the Holy Spirit, the advocate, the one to come alongside of you. And so this, I, I, as, as I'm studying through this, I have all kinds of like, ah, oh, if we can just get a hold of this. Because we really want... You know, we want Jesus to take all the responsibility for us. And he's like, I want to bring you. And, I, and I'll, I'll read this verse to you because we read it earlier. Um, in John 14, 7, he's, he says, But you, you know him, for he lives in you and will be in you. So he's like, right now, I can only be with you. But in the future, if I go, he will be with you, but he'll also be in you. And that's like one of the greatest promises that, of all is because we can actually be Christians. What? We could be little Christs. Now, some of you, I mean, some of you are struggling this morning. You're going, but I'm not like Jesus. That's why we have to learn to rely on the Holy Spirit completely. That's what he's saying. He's saying there's no safety net. I am not going to be here to catch you. But instead, I'm going to be with you, and I'm going to be in you, and then you will fly. I just love that. <laughs> because that is the current reality of the Christian experience, or should be. But because we've relied on holy men in holy places doing holy things, we have not relied on the Holy Spirit to energize us completely in the calling and the gifts that we have. And that's one of the reasons I, I used uh, 1 Peter 4, because it's, it's one of the sections about the gifts of the Holy Spirit that we use to minister to one another. And so we have, he says, if you're going to speak, speak the very words of God. And, and we all got stumped on that right away. I don't have the very words of God. Maybe I'll just start reading scriptures to my friends, which this is the very words of God. But he is with us and in us, so we can pause for a moment and encourage one another as if Jesus himself, which he is, 
is speaking to them. Everybody needs a word of encouragement from God this morning. Yes? Yes. I I don't have time to digress. Lord, (laughs) thank you for sharing in the sacred reading, but man, I had like 20 minutes of digression in me. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Uh, Moving right along. So he says uh, he, he wants us to have this life-giving power. Now, most of you are, are Christians this morning. I, I'm assuming all of you. But most of us are living in the flesh. And we're even trying to, to continue to, to live in the flesh. We're like, I'm trying to be a good Christian. That's really a bad plan. That, that's a really antithesis of, of being able, because you, you can't be. What we do instead is like, I am relying on you, God, to teach me and train me and transform me so that I am a good Christian, no longer trying to be a good Christian. Some people do that. That's called religion. Now, he points out these three things, and, and, and I'm going to tell them to you, and then we're going to practice. Uh, he says, when he comes, he will prove the world to be wrong about sin, and then he explains that. He says, um, he says about sin because people do not believe. He's, he's not talking about sins. You know, I'm always praying, oh, Holy Spirit, reveal yourself to the world so that they're convicted of their sin. But he's talking about a particular sin, and here's the sin uh, that he was talking about, was unbelief. The sin of unbelief is the big one. Now, who, who Jesus was, and he says, I'm going, to, I'm going to convict the world of this sin, of unbelief. But as I was reading this and studying this, I wanted, I, I always challenge myself first, before I talk to you guys, I'm like, Lord, where am I not believing you or in you? And it goes back to what I said about the, the courage. Okay, then he talks about, and he says, and about righteousness, and he says, about righteousness because I'm going to the Father, where you can no longer see me. We're like, what is, what's he talking about here? But because most of us rely on self-righteousness. And the, and, and the people that Jesus was talking to, mostly at the, the Jews at that time, were very interested in their own self-righteousness, right? Then Jesus talked to them, and they're like, hey, I'm doing pretty good. I'm washing the inside of this cup. <laughs> and then drinking swill, you know. Uh, okay, moving right along. So, but... How often do I find myself trying to be self-righteous or trying to look good in the eyes of others? Am I looking good this morning? No. <laughs> you know, but that is a challenge to all of us, isn't it? To appear better than we are. And Jesus says, when the Holy Spirit comes, you can just be filled with him and be, you are, be who you are. Woo. And we'll love you. And if you sin, we'll cover it. Wouldn't that be a great world? This is the world we live in. Okay, and last but not least, and about judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. Man, I'd love to have time to talk about this. The prince of this world is actually still with us. Do you know that? He's condemned, but he's, you know, until Jesus comes to put him away, he is still lying, stealing, deceiving, killing, de- destroying all over the world. Now, and, and part of what God wants to do through his people is fill us with his, 
Spirit so that we can destroy the works of the enemy. That's what it says in, in Acts. It says that Jesus went about doing good and destroying all the works of the enemy. And so now we have this same call in our lives. So how do we do it? How do we love deeply, Hector? Because I'm a pragmatist. I, you know, I, I don't like rows of people listening to me because I want to do the Jesus stuff. You know, when are we going to do the Jesus stuff? Stop listening to the guy up front. And I love a good message. I mean, I do. I actually listen. I listen to preachers. I confess. And I go, you know, I do. I'm like, I want to be a good one someday. But in the meanwhile, I just want to be Jesus and do Jesus stuff. Okay, so this morning, we're coming to the table of communion, and I've already um, spent my time, but I'm going to take a little bit more time. So Dean and Judy are going to bring these elements out to us. Um, And this is what I'm going to ask of you. Right now, we're going to practice relying on the Holy Spirit. You're going, how are we going to do this? I'm going to ask you guys, I was hoping we could do do this during lunch, but I'm going to ask you guys to now uh, close the gap with each other. Yeah, move, move, move right or left. If you're sitting alone, go find someone to sit with. All right, closing the gap. So that's the first point of discomfort. I have to move. Okay, just right, be filled with the Spirit, you guys. Come on, go ahead. You have to move. Everybody has to be seated next to at least one other person. Go on, keep going. Oh, Jesus, help me. We're all so comfortable. But see, Jesus was telling his disciples, this is not going to be comfortable. I am going to be with you and in you, but I'm going to put you in a lot of uncomfortable situations. And it should be, nobody here is going to bite. <laughs> okay, you, you two, I know you're sitting next to each other, but, but I, I got to have you, and I got to have you guys, I, like, I don't want to, I, I don't want any space between, uh, between, any, no, no, no space. Thank you, thank you. Ooh, big. Oh, and I always like you guys too. You guys are the big cracker. I, thank you guys for being the big cracker people. <laughs> so I didn't have breakfast. Thank you. You're coming to see Richard. Okay, okay. Okay, now. So the first point of discomfort was having to move. Uh, the second point of discomfort now. <laughs> is you guys have the Holy Spirit living in you. If you've received Jesus as your Savior, if you haven't, this is how it works. Jesus died for your sins on a cross. On the third day, he rose again. And he said, all who come to me, I will no wise cast out. And he, he invites you to say, Yes, Lord, I want to receive your forgiveness and I want to receive your life. And coming with that comes the Holy Spirit. So you guys are filled in the leash. You're marked. You're all going, oh, no. <laughs> What's there? What am I getting myself into? Uh, 
you're getting yourself into the kingdom of, of God, the kingdom of light being transferred out of the kingdom of darkness so that the prince of darkness can no longer mess with you. All right, that was first point. And then he makes you all ministers of the gospel, every one of us. Right now, you're like, oh, shoot, now I have to do something? I thought the holy man was going to do something. No, the holy man is going to say, you are filled with this Holy Spirit. Now I need you to minister to one another. And it's easy in church because the worst that can happen is you don't come back, right? It's like, it's like you're like, I don't like those people, you know? But if you do come back, you will actually know them better because what you're going to do next. Jesus, he went on, at the Last Supper, he took, this piece of bread or a piece of bread like this. And he says, okay, every time you guys get together, I want you to remember what I've done on the cross, but also what I've done by sending my Holy Spirit to you so that you could be my people in the world. Isn't that awesome? But we forget. Because part of the psyche of the American Christian is that this is all about my personal spiritual growth. And it's not. It's about the world starting right here. Okay, so where was I? So I, I, I was going to, if I had more time, I would ask you guys to speak the very words of God over one another, which I would like to do. But instead, I'm going to ask you guys, before we take communion today, to, to ask how I can pray or encourage you. Did you get that? How can I pray or encourage you? And you guys are going to be the, the ministers today. Okay? And then you're going to be really holy. You're going to be like a priest. You've got your, your, your thing. And, uh, we should have just given you, this is a big biscuit, but, uh, I give you a chance to break it. Oh, I didn't get any, any juice, but I'm going to get some. Um, and then you guys are going to take communion together in your little circle. And you're going to say, I'm not a minister of the gospel. Yes, you are. And you're going to do your best. And love will cover over any mistakes you guys make. Okay, you ready? So you're going to pray, encourage, and take communion as a little group. On your marks, get set, go. Go.